In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. You may be seated. One of the tasks of a pastor is to help those under his care to bear the darkness of sin and to help carry to some small degree the burden of living in a fallen world. Sometimes this is as simple as reminding folks that they are baptized and that they belong to Christ. Sometimes it's singing hymns as the saint passes from death to life. Sometimes it's speaking the words and promises of Christ to someone who has nothing left. Sometimes there are days when I have no idea where this work will take me. I have seen your tears. I have prayed with you through those struggles. In the face of this growing darkness of sin and death, John's words are a profound comfort to those who are willing to slow down. And listen to them. The word has always been with God, he tells us, and is God himself, the one through whom all things were made. He has that wonkily translated sentence in English, without him was not anything made that was made. This means that God knows his creation. Nothing exists apart from him, which means that he's well aware of how everything and everyone in the creation is faring at any given time. Jesus applies these words even to sparrows. He says, are not two sparrows sold for one penny? And not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father. But even the hairs of your head are numbered. Fear not, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. If God upholds the birds of the heavens by the almighty power of his word, how much more does he uphold you with his promises? He knows your need, and your value to him is far more than that of a few birds. Your value to him is nothing less than the holy and precious blood that your Lord Jesus shed for you at the cross. So he is not vaguely aware of creation's dealings, but he is tied to it by his very being, and he's bound to it by the blood that he shed for you. But perhaps the greatest comfort that is found here in the opening words of the Gospel of John is that his life that cannot die, his life is the light of men. And he says, the darkness has not overcome it. That darkness that seems to close in, presses in so closely to us, it cannot overcome this light. Jesus Christ is the light of the world, the light no darkness can overcome. 
And with the incarnation and birth of our Savior, the dawn has already broken in. Isaiah says of the coming of Jesus, The people dwelling in darkness have seen a great light. And for those dwelling in the region and the shadow of death, on them a light has dawned. The church sings, Jacob's star in all its splendor, beams with comfort sweet and tender, forcing Satan to surrender, breaking all the powers of hell. Christ himself is the light in the new heavens and the new earth at the end of Revelation. But that light has already begun to shine in the darkness here and now with the birth of the sun. St. Paul says of us, the night is far gone, the day is at hand. So then let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. We wear the armor of light against sin, death, and hell because we have been clothed with Christ who is our righteousness in the waters of our baptism. And this brings us then to another point of comfort from St. John. He goes on. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God, who were born not of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. <clears throat> Jesus came to be the light to drive out the darkness of death from men. But the sad truth is that the majority of men rejected him. But in his being rejected, Jesus has paved the way for our adoption into his family by grace. You were born anew into God's family because God was born into our human family. He became a child of man that we would all become children of God. In holy baptism, you were born from above by the water and of the Holy Spirit, opening the way for you for the kingdom of God. People loved by God, the word became flesh and dwells among us in order to show us the greater glory of our God. He knows the fallen state of his creation. And so out of his great love for us, he sent his son into the darkness of creation in order to bring his light to us. He comes to root out the thorns and thistles of sin that have grown up in this fallen creation over the course of the world's history. And he comes to make his blessings flow far as the curse is found. So consider, if you will, just for a minute this morning, <clears throat> how far the curse of sin and death has gone. Has it not reached out even to the ends of the earth? Well, Jesus' birth marks the end of death's reign. It marks the end of that course. The blessing of life and light has dawned upon us. And St. John tells us, the darkness cannot overcome it. And so a blessed Christmas to all of you in Jesus' name. 
And now the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus our Lord.